0: Some of y'all have asked, so I figured the way to start tonight's episode off was to give you a little showing of all this great stuff that I have behind me, because some of you always reach out and say, what's that, what's that, what's that? We saw all the little figures and everything. So, for the benefits of those with flash photography, here is my, uh, my nice little fun backdrop. Okay, so you folks asked for a little idea of what I have here, so let's talk. First, of course, we can see details from the Crypt pinball machine. Got my little Crypt Keeper header up there. And I also got a little uh, Frankenstein that went on the cruise right next to him. Uh, right here there was a Screen 2 poster, but I had to get that back up. But I got the good old signed Demon Knight poster right next to that. And behind the Outrun machine there's a Nightmare on Elm Street 3 poster. And a From Dusk Till Dawn poster, so you'll catch those at a certain point. But looking back at the treasure chest that we have here, y'all can see I got some of my Funko Pops. If you've ever seen the photos of my living room, you know I got most of them up there. But you can see here, I definitely got a nice fun collection of Pops down here as well too. Along with some nice artwork on the back there, my little uh, To Catch a Predator, that's uh, Chris Hansen behind the uh, Chucky on Cart Funko Pop. And you can see some of my other collectibles up here as well too. See if you can make them out. And they come with the shelves, y'all. Here comes the shelves. So you can see, I am an avid collector of various toys and uh, fun collectibles as well here too. You can see that down there. A lot of the stuff I have, I have signatures on certain things as well. So, you know, you might be able to pick up some of those. Yeah, and some of I have to do some redisplays as well here too. But a uh, big wrestling fan, big Cowboys fan, obviously huge fan of uh, Tales from the Crypt, Aliens, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Scream, all that good stuff. But yeah, y'all, hope you enjoyed that little show. Tonight, we are talking You Are Not My Mother and You Won't Be Alone on T. Watches the Scary movie. new episode of t watches a scary movie my name is t and of course we're talking scary movies i appreciate you tuning in for another brand new episode remember new video versions of the episode go up every wednesday night at 8 30 p.m mountain standard time you can go to youtube.com slash c slash theron reynolds scary movie again that's youtube.com slash c slash theron reynolds scary movie Also, you can listen to the audio-only version half an hour earlier at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at all your favorite podcasting platforms, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, all that good stuff there. You can check us out. Just look up T-Watches a Scary Movie. And, of course, follow me on social media. I got all that listed here to uh, my left. I guess your left, my right, uh, that shows my Twitter, which is A-X-D-E-W, and my Instagram, Theron underscore Reynolds. Come check out my fun horror conversations that I have a lot on Twitter. I have fun with those. And then, of course, uh, I got to post my, uh, you know, my himbo photos and everything on Instagram, though I'm slacking on that lately. I got I to gotta catch back up with that now. But uh, definitely make sure to follow me on the socials. And, of course, remember, we do movie nights every Wednesday night we usually watch what we're reviewing on the show so if you go to our Facebook group facebook.com slash group scary movie again that's facebook.com slash group scary movie you can find information on specifically what we're watching and then the link to get into the discord though the link is over here on my right your left as well too so you can join up on that tonight of course that means we are watching you won't be alone and you are not my mother uh, some amazing films. so you're definitely gonna want to jump in for that they're playing in the discord as we speak right now so what do we have to talk about tonight uh we are encroaching here on my 100th episode yeah man the time has gone by super super fast since september of 2020 and now here in june of 2022 we are reaching episode 100 and it's crazy because this year especially i've already mentioned to y'all i've been trying to watch a lot more new horror because i think i've stifled myself in the past by only watching a lot of mainstream stuff and really really popular indies and it's like look there's so much good horror out there i have to try more so a um, uh, suggestion from Elliot McGuire on Twitter to his book, 365 Days of Horror. I've been keeping up with that challenge. Uh, we are going strong on that right now. Uh, I think I'll post a list here when I go over like the best of 2022 so far next week. I'll kind of give you all some of the ideas, some of the films I've been watching. But it's been really fun because I'm not going to have time to review all those movies this year. But it's exciting watching a bunch of new stuff and getting ready for some of the things I'm going to bring you later this year. And then next year as well, too. There's been some real Gyms, and I've also been able to catch up on a lot of horror films that I've just been putting off for the longest time as well, too. Like *The House on Sorority Row* or *The Prowler*. Like I loved watching both of those films recently because I had never seen them before. So I was really, really cool. <clears throat> excuse me, to see those for the first time. And we're gonna keep on going with it. But with that though, uh, I was lucky enough to watch the two films that I'm reviewing tonight, and one of those films man just absolutely blew me away now both of them are great i'm gonna i'm gonna just go ahead and give that out of the way right now i enjoyed both the movies that we're talking tonight you won't be alone and you are not my mother but i didn't know really what to expect with it honestly um and the only one I really had familiarity with somewhat was uh, You Won't Be Alone, cause it has Numi uh, Noomi Rapace in it. Um, you know, like from Sherlock Holmes and the girl with the, uh, girl with the dragon tattoo. And you know, I love her in anything. And even though she was not the star of this, she's kind of who they marketed it around cause she's the most recognized face in that movie for American audiences at least. So I was very much looking forward to seeing it. I didn't really know what to expect. The trailer itself made it seem like a very much different movie. And I'm saying all this knowing that we're getting right into it, so screw it. Let's just jump right into our reviews here, y'all. We're gonna start with You Won't Be Alone. So, this year so far, um, I've talked about a lot of movies that have just completely just taken me by surprise. I've been blown away by them. And there's been so g- much good horror this year. Like we've really, really had a lot of really great horror films this year. And I've, I've really enjoyed, I've already said it, I'm going to talk to about next week. But I have my five. I have my five best films of 2022 so far. And uh, I'm going to reveal them next week. You have a good idea of where I'm going with that. But I will say that You Won't Be Alone is absolutely on that list now if you haven't heard about this you won't be alone uh is a uh it's a um, oh god it's a Aus- australian film it's either australian or it's a uh or it's a french film and i apologize i mean that's something i obviously should know in advance but it was written and directed by Goran stovleski and it tells the story about uh in 19th century macedonia um, a witch stumbles upon a mother and a newborn baby. And this witch is gonna take the baby away cause you know, that's what witches do. You know, they drink the blood of children, they eat children, depending on what stories you're going off of. Uh, but witches and children kind of go hand in hand in that point. And the mother makes a bargain with the witch that look, you know, don't kill her. Let me enjoy 16 years with her, and then on her 16th birthday, you can come back and claim her at that point. Now, the inference is that she's not going to kill the child, and that you know, show the child will basically accompany her for the rest of her life. Hence, the name, like you won't be alone, because the life of a witch is very much in solitude. You know, you don't have friends, you don't have family, uh, you don't have love, you don't have care. So this is very, uh, very interesting to the witch because she doesn't have anybody for herself. So she agrees to the bargain but she leaves the uh, leaves the child with a lasting mark by ripping out the child's vocal cords so the child can no longer uh, speak so the mother decides that the best way to save uh, the best way to save her daughter's life is to take her daughter and to stuff her away into a cave basically and leave her there so the witch will never find her so her daughter spends the next 16 years not really knowing a lot about how the world works she doesn't really get to experience you know both the joys and the pain that's out there in life and again we know That the mother is just trying to protect her. She doesn't want to lose her daughter, but she doesn't really enjoy those 16 years either. You know, we see a bit of her checking in, bringing food, making sure she's okay, but it's really just there kind of hoarding her. And... I don't know, like, I have to assume that was intentional because I like kind of the messaging behind that as well, too, that it's like, look, like, even your daughter's not actually living a life because you're so worried about what she's going through and what's going to happen to her when this witch eventually comes for her that you're not letting her experience anything either. So when the witch does eventually show up, and takes the daughter with her it's like that's when her life truly begins because the witch begins to teach uh teach this young girl the ways of the world and this, uh, more specifically the ways of being a witch um excuse me uh 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 oh god uh, i'm trying to remember remember the daughter's name here it is uh uh navina is the name of the witch there so um it's it's very fascinating watching navina and our witch uh maria kind of make their way throughout the country and throughout their lives because Maria, you know, she's harsh, she's cruel, she's cold, but a lot of that is based on her experiences in the world. Navina is very fascinated just by everything, whether it's, you know, just the outside trees and plants and animals and things. But she's also fascinated by seeing all these different kind of peoples, you know, mothers and sons, fathers and daughters, brothers and sisters, you know, kids, these strapping men. Like, she's seeing all this for the first time, and you could tell it's very, oh, it's not just overwhelming, but at the same time, she's just very... Uh, not intoxicated, she's just very curious about it all because she doesn't understand how the world works. And not being able to talk, not being able to speak at all gives her a different perspective with that as well too because everything basically has to come through her emotions. And that's really the crux of this story is Navina getting to experience all these emotions because she learns from Maria That one thing witches have a power to do is to take on the form of somebody they've killed, so they can actually take this person's insides within them, and that will transfer them, uh, transfer their appearance into what this other person looks like. And Maria does it at first just to kind of comfort Navina and make her uh, comfortable with her at first, but then Navina decides to try it and. The basic point of the movie is watching Navina kind of live all these different lives. You know, She lives as like uh, this this married woman, she lives as this little girl, she lives as this man, and she gets to see all these different experiences and all these different emotions that all these people go through. She gets to experience the experiences, the highs and lows of having a family of somebody that cares about you, but also what can come along with living in a dominating society with a man that's not too kind. Um, She also lives as a child and gets to enjoy that love of having that family around her and working for a living and making something of herself and making a family with someone. And it's one of the most beautiful pictures I have seen in a long, long time. I, I absolutely cried. I absolutely cried in this movie. It was a very, very interesting uh, interesting uh, horror film, honestly, and that's the thing about it is that you know there's a big misconception. And we've talked about it before that in order for a horror film to be horror, it has to scare you, and I don't think that's necessarily it. As we, when we're younger, we think a lot that way. That when we watch a horror film, it has to be scary to us. We got to jump, you know, we got to scream, we got to be grossed out and stuff. But I think when we get older, we start to realize it's not necessarily about the jump scares or anything. Because you can be scared of something and it doesn't have to be scary. You know, you can be scared of bills. You can be scared of commitment. You can be scared of, uh, of what you're going to do in your life. And that can still be scary. That can absolutely still be horror. And that's why there's so many different kinds of horror out there. And that's what I really loved about You Won't Be Alone. Because it's not really scary in the traditional sense, but it talks a lot about The dangers of love and the dangers of having people around you who one day are going to leave you and one day they're not going to be there for you and they're going to turn on you and Maria has witnessed that uh, in the worst, worst way because we do get to find out about Maria's story because Maria has been alive for a long, long time and we get to find out her own past and why she is the way that she is now and it's it's a nice dichotomy because Navina doesn't have that experience so as we see her living these various lives and again going through all this joy and pain you know Maria is always popping back up to remind her like this won't last like everything you're enjoying now one day it's all gonna go sour it's all gonna rot on you because that's the way that human nature is and they don't accept us and life is cruel and life is tough and i love the idea that no matter what Maria just wants to she wants to try regardless she wants to live this life and hopefully find something that really really just gives her something to enjoy something to put her faith in now one of the things that I found very interesting about the film as well too, uh, again not much in the way of scares there, but they do show that the world can be a very, very scary place for Navina and Maria with again, all these different experiences that Navina is going through. So there's not anything much in the way of traditional scares. Um, Maria herself is a little bit frightening, but then we kind of understand the look, uh, the reason for the look of her appearance later on in the film as well too. Um, but there's not really much in the way of traditional scares. So don't come into this looking for that cause you'll be disappointed, but it's an amazing story. And I actually feel, um, A very relevant story as well, too, because a lot of times when we're getting movies and tales about witches, um, usually it's like kind of modern day and it's nice. And, oh, I have to, you know, I'm trying to get rich or I'm trying to do this and stuff. And I mean, that's a lot of movies, but there's there's not a lot of substance a lot of times behind movies about witches. And with a film like this, with a film like Hellbenders recently, we're getting more thoughtful, drawn out. Uh, deep stories that actually have like meaning and a message behind it and I love that because again this movie was just so incredible and it brought out so many emotions watching it and I do think it's an important story for folks to see and it's also very interesting that without spoiling anything the my favorite five films of the year so far are all like they're they're all based around like these strong female leads and I get horror. That's that's where re- really uh, women get a chance to shine so, so much. They get a chance to. Be the stars and carry these great films, great stories. And, you know, we're long gone from the days of just like cheesy, like slasher flicks, which I love slasher flicks. I love cheesy slasher flicks, but we're actually getting more thought out stories and bigger and better roles for, you know, uh, uh, for women and all kinds of people in films these days. And I, I love that. I absolutely love that. And I'm excited to talk to y'all about my favorite five films of the year so far next year because they're really, really good ones. There's not actually much fluff in there. They're really, really good selections that I think all of you are really gonna enjoy um, but you definitely want to check out you won't be alone this is actually available for free on peacock right now so if you don't have peacock go sign up peacocks actually free go sign up and check this movie out because it's absolutely phenomenal and uh, if you're like me you're gonna shed more than a few tears over that so that brings us to our second film of the night we were talking you are not my mother now when <clears throat> I remember seeing this poster and hearing bits and pieces about it. And it reminded me a lot of uh, the film, I think it's Goodnight Mommy, that was kind of recently about how like this mother uh, like has two sons and like something happens and they come back and she's very positive that they're not her sons. And then there's been another one to where like these kids have their mom come back, but it's not really their mother. and this kind of seemed very reminiscent of that to where it's a story to where, okay, this person's going to disappear and come back and something's clearly wrong, but we don't know what it is. You know, are they insane? Are they an alien? Are they a monster? Whatever. Because that's usually how those stories work out. Sometimes they're ghosts as well, too. So I figured it was going to be something along those lines. And so confirming that isn't going to really take anything away from the story here itself. But uh, you, will, uh, you are not my mother, <clears throat> excuse me, tells the story of Charlotte or Char, who lives in uh, uh who uh, who lives with her grandmother, uh, her mother, and her uh, and her uncle as well. And things aren't great for her family. Um, her grandmother is uh, in poor health. Her mother is also dealing with depression and spends most of her time in bed. And there's just not a lot being provided for in the house itself as well. Charlotte goes to a local Catholic school and gets bullied all the time as well too. And they also tease her about her family and their issues they're having. And one day, while Charlotte's mom, Angela, is driving her to school, her mom says, I can't do this anymore, and then she goes missing. And the family's worried, they don't know what's going on, they report it to the police, and then Angela shows up again one day, and something is wrong, something is different about Angela. And now the family is racing to find out what could be going on. Now, obviously I'm not gonna spoil the twist, you know the 10 year rule, we're not gonna go into that at all with this. But what I will say is that, this is such an interesting story because obviously we're looking at this tale through the eyes of charlotte and charlotte's had to deal with not having you know a lot with uh given to her in life and having a tough family life tough social life as well too um and there's even a bit of a a bit of a subplot there about a new romance that she might be getting into and again all the issues that can come with that as well with a girl her age as well too and as the story went on I definitely found myself getting drawn more and more into it because I was really trying to see where the cracks with Angela were gonna be because we're showing very much that um, this new Angela that comes back, while Charlotte or Char is very like, she's afraid and she's timid about like certain interactions with Angela, there's certain things that Angela is now doing that she hasn't done before. You know, she protects her from some bullies who end up coming to harass Char, and that's something that she's never shown up. She gives her advice on how to go out and just have fun. They dance together. Like, it's a very much different Angela. And part of that is the reason why Charlotte likes her because she's just been dealing with this very depressed mother who doesn't do anything. So seeing some life, seeing some action, some energy coming out of her, she's drawn to that, of course, even as things begin to get weirder and weirder. And uh, her mother, her grandmother Rita definitely can tell that something is wrong. And she obviously knows and is hiding something from the rest of the family about what could be going on. But what is it? What is the secret? And finding out that twist was actually so much fun because um, it was a twist that I wasn't expecting. Again, any of y'all that have seen a film similar to this there, you probably had a number of ideas in your head. Like maybe she's mentally ill. Maybe she actually, uh, she's an alien or she's a monster of some kind. And there is gonna be an answer to that, but getting to that answer and then finding out what it was, I really, really enjoyed it because actually, it's not a callback to another film I saw, but there's another film that features the twist of this movie, and this definitely does it much better than that. It's played up with much higher and much creepier stakes, in my opinion, personally. And when the shit kinda hits the fan, things do get a little bit tense at this point. Now, I will say again, not like you won't be alone this is a little bit more suspenseful this is a little bit more thrilling uh there's not much in the way of jump scares in it but again like we said horror doesn't actually have to be creepy to get you um looking at this relationship again between Shar and her mother and them trying to rebuild this and make something work that's really the crux of all of this whether it's the old char or it's or it's gonna be the old angela or the new Angela. That's really what the whole scares of this is centered around is this relationship between this mother and daughter and can it actually be fixed? Can it actually work out the way that we're all hoping that it can eventually work out? excuse me hazel dupe who stars as Shar, does a phenomenal job with the role um it's interesting because there's a few scenes especially ones concerning the bullies to where i absolutely expected at one point that Shar was going to respond and you know respond angrily because that's kind of the way that i envision myself doing it like if i'm getting bullied over and over and over again i'm eventually going to stand up for myself and i'm gonna hit somebody and i think that would have been a the cliche choice to do honestly because It's not that kind of story. Like, Shar is going to get this kind of confidence, and she's going to get this kind of faith in herself. But it's not that kind of story where it's about her, like, oh, yeah, I'm now going to beat up these bullies, and everything's going to be okay at that point. Um, So I like the progression they make with that to show how uh, Shar ultimately deals with these bullies towards the end of the film as well, too. Um, but it's a fun, creepy little tale about a family dealing with uh, with some huge problems, and y'all should definitely check this one out here. Uh, it's available available to rent on streaming platforms now on your Vudu, on your Prime Video. So you definitely want to check out this one. You are not my mother, and that's gonna do it for us, y'all, tonight. Next week, we are coming back here, and I'm gonna be talking to you about the best five movies of the year so. Uh, it has been a phenomenal year and we are only in June right now we still got another six months ahead of us and there's a lot of really great stuff coming out including this weekend we have Rob Savage's dash cam uh, written by Jed Shepard the team behind host the uh, one of the most amazing scary movies ever ever that came out a couple years ago there in the summer on shutter was a great pandemic film for us all to catch this is their next collaboration coming out we've heard a lot of great things that's actually been banned in a number of cinemas in the uk due to the content so i'm excited to catch this here Uh, i'm definitely going to be trying to purchase it because i'm out of town for the next week so i can't see it in theaters so i'm going to purchase it i'm going to download it i'm going to check that thing out this weekend because uh when we get back after we do our best of 2022 so far, we are talking Rose Red, Stephen King's Rose Red, and Dash Cam. You don't wanna miss it. A lot of y'all have been requesting we get a little bit more Stephen King on the show. I've not seen Rose Red in forever, so I'm excited to go back through it. I'm excited to talk the new Jed Shepard, Rob Savage collaboration. So make sure you're coming back for that every Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time here on the YouTube page, 8 p.m. earlier for your audio-only versions. Folks, that's going to do it. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Also, like, comment, because I like interacting with you. And make sure to share it as well, too. And don't forget, we still have our all-nighter coming up here in just a few weeks. So, start getting ready for that. Practice staying up all night. We're going to be announcing our lineup here sooner than later. We still have the vote going on inside the Facebook groups. Let us know what you're going to want to watch in there. But, folks, I'm T. We've been talking scary movies, stay scared.